Previously on Critically Stupid. Smash cut. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Critically Stupid. For those whose memory is similar to mine, meaning you don't remember the previous episode at all, uh, I'm here to just do a, a quick recap, bring you, bring you up to speed. Uh, if you're using this recap because you haven't watched the episode from before, you should definitely go watch it. Anywho, you may recall from a prior episode that we ended up being drugged by Flume. Uh, so so we confronted him. Obviously, obviously I confronted him, especially because I didn't even take the drink that he he gave us. And and I'm still not 100 percent sure how how the drug affected me. Uh, and and Flume then said something about having to do it for for the money. I guess his father is sick. Uh, he He didn't love giving us the details we ended up following up on the the lead that we got to to go to uh dandy mops which which is a it's a wig store and it was run by what appeared to be a a human person who turned out to be a a leprechaun and and this this leprechaun did not want to tell us anything something about a a necromancer that's working attached to the shop i i i can't imagine running my business with like a necromancer in the back but uh so so we went to follow up on this and we uh we sent gareth first and and he saw a um a halfling being attacked by a bunch of kanku the the birds that I murdered, murdered a while ago. Uh, uh, so, so um, we're not sure what what the kanku were doing there. We didn't really have a, a ton of time to to ask because, in addition to to the kanku, there were these uh, skeletons, and and uh, Arnold and I ended up getting getting attacked attacked by them. So uh, that is that is where we last left off. Um, Enjoy the episode. <laughs> yeah, but I'll think it's funny, and I'm always the target demographic. Oh, are you? For me, uh, I'll tell you what: a shocking amount of our of our listener base is like eighteen to twenty four year olds. Damn it! You mean I'm not the target demographic? I'm doing it for you guys. No, you're the bait for the target demographic, Diana. <laughs>
I was going to be like low key racist toward myself and say, we just throw up this sign for all our pictures. I take pictures like that too. Oh, then you're honorary Asian. I've been waiting for that title my whole life. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to your D&D comedy real play podcast, Critically Stupid, with new episodes every Friday on YouTube and Spotify. I am Alexander James. I'm the dungeon master of this show. And my favorite part of last episode was probably when Arnold and Garion, uh, Anthony and Garion, Arnold and Gareth, put a comedy knife to my throat and made my nor- normal everyday shopkeeper with a plain Irish accent a leprechaun hiding Lucky Charms. I thought it was very funny, and no part of me was annoyed at them. Uh, we have a guest today, and uh, out of honor for them, I'm going to toss it to them. Everybody, this is Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. I missed America wave. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Ronnie, what was your favorite part of last episode? I really liked when Mel just got a stab every single one of you. And then Diana, in real life, we got to watch her actually go to each of your houses and also stab you in real life. I Best can't part. wait. I can't wait. During the during the pee break, my door is just going to be going to ring on my own door now. I'm going to go out and Diana's just going to stab me. That's fine. Fair enough. Best I love part. that. All right, Ronnie, who's going next? Uh, Anthony. I'm actually going to have Anthony next, and you're not going to know how I got from one side of the country to the other side of the country, <laughs> but it's happening. Hi, I'm Anthony, and uh, Mel's about to kill me. Uh, <laughs> I'm Anthony. I play Arnold the Bard, and my favorite part of last episode was just Alex's face as we just kept getting like deeper and deeper with the leprechaun bit, where he's just like, you can't make wishes. And I'm like, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way, Alex. And it was oh, breaking my heart. Damn. We have yeah. those double percentile dice for a reason. <laughs> exactly. Um, Diana. Uh, hi, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I also have the wolf pup, Joshua Patrick, Josh Pat, JPZ. Um, my favorite part of last episode was, um, I, I think it was, we, we got the info we needed because I promised the shopkeeper that we wouldn't annoy him anymore. Yep. But if he didn't give it to us, then these two are just going to keep at it. I found that to be a very persuasive argument. I also, as a real life person, found it to be very. You were, you were like, you offered me the DM a way out of the bit. And I, I was, like, was immediately because yes. like the bit, they they just kept going, and I was like, where does this stop? And then in <laughs> horror, I was like, it doesn't. Oh my god, it doesn't stop. Like I gotta give him something. You were doing annoying cop, annoying cop, and it worked. But then you were like, roll for it, and I'm like, well, fuck. What if I roll low? Libra Sarcana better not fail me now. But they didn't. Ah, Libra Sarcana got your back. True that. Oh, um, Garen. Uh, hello, hello, everybody. My name is a pimp named Slickback, and I play Gareth. Um, my favorite part of last episode was I think it was when we were trying to like question Floon. We we're like, "Why did you do this?" And he was like, "Ah!" Because. <laughs> Josh Pat was just like sinking his teeth into his arm the whole time. Uh, hey, listen, it was a real reaction from Floon, and Josh Pat is the goodest boy. My second most favorite part was when Anthony said you abandoned Save the Cat. Yo, I again, you guys are like learning how to reach between the revolving doors of like the characters I play and me as a person because our Anthony very neatly threaded the needle and was like, fuck you as a person. And I was like, cool. <laughs> uh, he, he paused the game he's like hey above table 
I like you less. <laughs> no, I love you. That was it. Didn't break my heart. It broke my heart because I like Floon so much. I was like, I know, I know it's gonna happen in the story. I won't always like everyone. All it's- right, we'll kill him. We'll kill him if we must. Occasionally, there will be actual bad people. Yeah, are not gonna be your best friends. I mean, yeah. here's the thing: if if somebody is like talking shit to like Josh Pat, that's not like, oh, dude, they might be like, no, like, ah, sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when, like some, when I because w- when I wake up and a dog is biting me, I want to pet it and say good boy. Was this right after you like drugged the owner of the dog? Though I mean, I was trying to help them break... relax. They were stressed out. You, if you break and how much gold house could you carry? And like the dog is fighting you off. Are you are you gonna be like that piece of shit, shitty, awful? Fuck that dog. No. All right. We're, we well, we gotta we gotta build a bit together. Right. This is gonna be. The, oh, I love that song. What? Build a bitch. Uh, whatever, man. Hey, Ronnie laughs. So I actually know that song. Yeah, yeah you got that right. Britney, bitch, in the in the like. I'm real right. proud of me for knowing it. I was like, oh, a part of me is young. Which which part, bestie? Ew. Oh, that's <laughs> my my goodness. That was insulting on a couple levels there. My, my George. All right. Uh, for the first time ever, we are going to build a bit together uh, that's going to be a continuation of a previous bit. So last episode, our uh, sort of like opening scene warm up was about the the courtroom at this fantasy village with animals there was the sexy rabbits and the duck knights and the squirrel archers cornering uh king rat george because they were pretty sure that george was a person trapped as a rat <laughs> there was brief mention of, there was brief mention of king george's son trim scurry the prince rat and today today we're going to open with the prince rat trim scurry so gareth trim scurry is on a desperate flight for his life where in the city is Trim Scurry running? Uh, to or from? From. Uh, he's running from the palace. He's not no, running no, no. to oh. death okay. there? He's running from the palace. So, like, what set the scene of his flight? Okay, so is is the reason he's fleeing part of the story, or can I make that up, too? That's going to be somebody else. Damn it. Okay, know, fine. Okay, well, after the event happened, uh, he's fucking thrown out of the top window and kind of, like, tumbles down the various spires like a slinky falling down the stairs. Uh-huh. And then with, like, a kind of, like, a flump uh, at the bottom, uh, he, he, he just starts fucking legging it uh, to a bar. And then he just, like jump he jumps behind the bar and hides and like does one of these to the bartender and the bartender is real chill so he doesn't knock him out uh i'm gonna jump in right there the bartender is not actually no sorry 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 yes yeah Yeah, Uh, thank you busy bartender middle of a friday night service looks down sees a rat the rat goes shh and the bartender's (laughs) like yeah what's up bro what you need so something slams through the door that has chased uh, Rat Prince Trim Scurry from this window that he was thrown out of down into the bar to start this desperate chase scene. Diana, what chased Trim Scurry 
down the rat down the spires and into the bar and please dear god just keep it just keep it in the parameters of like i don't know normal for once um i think that 32 of the sexy bunnies are chasing after him because they're mad okay so prince rat trim scurry is bunnies are real fast is also what makes the bunnies sexy I don't know. Bestie said they were sexy last time, so I just leaned into it. Okay, okay. Uh, they are... Um... You know what? It doesn't matter. Whatever makes them feel hot and confident... It's their personalities is, that make ...is irrelevant to the question. Prince Rat Trimscurry is drinking a rat-sized Manhattan that this bartender has shaken up for him. He's, like, terrified. His hands are shaking. He's hunched behind the bar, but he's, like, still, like, shaking this rocks glass up to his lips, and it's, like, tinkling against his teeth as a horde of sexy kafkin-wearing bunny rabbits bursts through this, like, I think it's a cat door in the side of this bar. Nice. And one of them at the front screams, get him! And they all sort of, like, start chasing this rat and there's a there's a chase scene as the rat jumps up on the bar his talons scratching as he weaves between patrons drinks and they like scream and cry with alarm and people are throwing beer mugs and everything trying to get away from this rat is there someone playing piano like they're like playing it really fast now he like gets into the piano and it like jumps around a lot he like bangs on the keys (laughs) the the keys Uh, are flying everywhere yeah Yeah, the keys are flying everywhere there's a cat that screams in the background Um, the cat is in the piano at some point Okay, Ronnie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you in here. Prince Rat Trim Scurry is running with a pal, like a, like a friend of his that he's on this Desperate Flies with. Think of like a, like, a, like a Batman or Robin kind of like a sidekick thing. A Frodo and Samwise. Yeah, except this Samwise takes the opportunity to betray Prince Rat Trim Scurry and save his own skin at the expense of Prince Rat Trim Scurry's. What does this uh, sidekick rat do? How does he betray his Prince Rat? He trips him, <gasps> slows him down, okay, pushes him so in the way. So simple and yet so and devious. So I think, I think uh, the rats see a bolt hole, like cut into the side of the wall. Just It's like just big enough for a rat. They know that the rabbits chasing them can't make it. So they angle for this bolt hole and Prince Rat Trim Scurry says, you go first. Uh, uh, Ronnie, what's, what's the sidekick's name? Uh, Tibble. Tibble, love it. You go first, Tibble. And Tibble throws himself into this bolt hole and then uh, I think like pulls like a beer can in front of it behind him and blocks the entrance so Prince Rat Scurry can't get out. So Prince Rat Scurry is tripped up. The rabbits are closing in on him. He's desperate to get out. Arnold. Tell me about how Scurry dies. Thanks. <laughs> Tell me about the. I didn't death. bring any tissues. I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> it like can be accidental or purposeful. It's an unrelated heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's an aneurysm um, burst. So Mel comes in the room behind him and mistakes him for us. <laughs> and kills this right now. And stabs him during the pee <laughs> break. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um. So he runs in. <sighs> So, you know, he's he's just, you know, so he, he's just hitting it. He's He runs through he runs through uh, an, the next building over, you know, people scurrying, you know, running, right, the right. whole crowd of rabbits, you know, behind him. Um, and I'm going to say, as he runs 
as he runs by, he gets distracted because Trim Scurry sees a baby mouse, like a baby rat. Yeah. And he doesn't want this rat to get just demolished by the horde of, of bunnies behind him. So he, he picks up the, the rat and he says, save yourself. And he throws the rat like up into this basket. There's like a nice and soft it basket. A fan and... So <laughs> blood sp- spews everywhere. No, no. Well, I'm yes ending this. Uh, so, so, so the baby rat is dead. So there's a cloud of blood. There's a cloud of blood, a mist. It's just mist. No, no. So, so he saves this baby rat. But as he says, he says, remember me and this all of the rabbits just completely like overtake him and just just you know um basically turn him into mufasa you know yeah, just mufasa yeah, 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 into yeah. death you know that's and that's he's just he's lost in the whole stampede of rabbits and they don't even know that they're doing it at that point they're still running right so. i think they like turn a corner and he's just like right on the other side of it so they just stampede right over him absolutely so we've got former rat prince trim scurries Fresh corpse sitting on the cobblestone back lanes of Waterdeep. It's a cold spring night. There's a nip in the air. A, a fog is rolling in over the waterfront. Tall figure with a hood over its head and dragging a donkey with a wheelbarrow attached to the back of it. And there is a mound of like humped shapes behind, in, like in the, in the body of this wheelbarrow that's being dragged by this donkey somehow. I'm not quite sure. And with a wet squelch, the wheel rolls over Prince Rat Trinscurry and carries him with it as it moves down the street. As it just like, <laughs> if I could do the if I could do the foley work, I would. Ronnie, are you still gonna cry about it? Because like now's the time. He's but, a uh, hero now. Like 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 if, like if a cow were caught under a carriage, is it like that? Exactly like that. But we close in to see. Prince Rat Scurry is actually holding something uh, tucked into his two hands. I think we saw a glimpse of it when he threw this mouse baby up to be sacrificed by the fan whirring in the ceiling. It is a glowing gem on a necklace. And we see it, we see it glint in the lantern light as this cart and donkey and, or I'm sorry, this, this wheelbarrow and donkey and, and person hooded and cloaked disappear into the fog. We're going to open on you, Bing Bongs. Smash cut. Us? So, you are in trouble. Gareth. Ah. You are in a laboratory. There are uh, a number of curios and, frankly, horrifying things in, in this room that I could, I could spend hours describing because that's my bag. But your attention is caught by uh, this person who has just... Uh, thrown their their hand out to you and we're going to do a little bit of retconning because i i wanted to fit uh ronnie into this position so last episode i said it was a halfling today it's not today it is ronnie would you like to introduce us to how your what your character looks like please uh yes normal size human appearing female mm-hmm. um from the silhouette looks like a normal human now is he close enough where you can see more than that or he just sees like my shadow i think he's like 15 feet away so he's just going to get broad details okay okay so gareth you see a so i see a a normal woman you see a normal woman (laughs) Uh, i think wearing a cloak and a hood there are two uh animated skeletons standing in front of her holding short swords and in front of these animated skeletons, there are three Kenku or six foot tall ravens, uh, also holding weapons. I think like there's like a mace and a pair of daggers and and various armaments. 
And the Kenku are, two of the Kenku are talking to the middle Kenku. The middle Kenku is holding a dagger. And Gareth, you could tell from where you're standing, pretty nervous, low key. Looks kind of uh, shaking in his boots. Well, I mean, yeah, it's because we're coming through. I'd be nervous. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, what do you do as the head of this party? You're you're sort of in the in the front of the initiative order. Uh, so I assume they see us. Uh, yeah, I don't think you guys did the really stealthy approach. I mean, I always do, just like subconsciously, but right, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will. Wasn't first... Arnold like wanting to ride you like a backpack? Though, so, I mean, I don't know how. Yeah, always that's do. A, that's an unrelated. That's, that's an. That's, unrelated that has nothing to do with the game. <laughs> So for, for, that's the part, that's step, the part of Anthony that's still young, you know what I mean? <laughs> first step on the docket, I, I'm going to let my party know, like, yo, what the fuck? I don't know. We're getting beat up on skeletons, apparently. Is there, like, an exit of sorts in this room? There is a wrought iron staircase lit by lanterns in the far corner. Pretty steep. It looks like it cuts straight up into the ceiling. In that case, I'm gonna like real casual, like be like, "Hello." All right, Ronnie. You see a. I'm gonna say he looks quite skullduggerous. Associate, walk through the door. Is of that laboratory. like a synonym for really friendly and cool? Yes. You see a really friendly and cool guy wearing a. Uh, 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 he's got white hair. He's wearing uh, wizard's robes that are dyed black. And uh, he has a curious glowing curved knife at his belt. And he, oh, he's also wearing sunglasses because apparently he's a douchebag. Yeah, just sort of like, normal non-fantasy sunglasses. And he sort of like throws up uh, two fingers and a peace sign and goes, hello. Uh, no, I don't do a palm out. No, it's the other way. It's all. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Palm in. Please. Hey. Thank you. I do it the, cool, the way cooler <laughs> way. <laughs> Ronnie, what would you do in this scenario? What would your character do? Now, am I concerned with him or with the crows and the skeleton issue right now? Why don't you roll an insight check for me, Ronnie? Let's okay. let's see if how much of uh, this this person's uh, motivations you can glean. I'm very hard to read. It's the sunglasses. <laughs> Should I try wearing them? Three. I know nothing. This guy looks pretty friendly, actually, Ronnie. Like he looks pretty cool. The sunglasses. It's the sunglasses. And my warm smile. Or the sunglasses. He's got a shirt. The sunglasses hide the fact that there's nothing behind the eyes. Uh, like literally, yeah, okay. like glass eyes. I meant more metaphorically, but word. All right, cool, cool, cool. Ronnie, you, it's uh, it's tough to say. Uh, the fact that he's down here is a pretty bad sign. Nobody has come into your laboratory in, well, since it became your laboratory quite recently. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I say, what's your business here? We are... Oh, he slipped into his character voice at the last second. Did you guys see it on his face? Bitch, what do you want me, how do you want me to say we differently? There's no R know. in it. I just wanted to make fun of you in that moment. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead then. All right. No, I did. I'm done. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, we are your new lab assistants. 
Uh, Ronnie, what are the name of your two acolytes that you've that you've had under your employ since you've recently taken up these accommodations? Um, Bob and Dave. Okay, Bob and Dave. You hear a blood curdling scream <gasps> as one of these Kenku pulls a curved dagger out of the tossed up fresh sausage remnants of Dave's intestines. Dave, no. But fret not because of your three insight. You've got fresh ones right here. Uh, well, get to work. Yes. There's well, been an opening. What is the... What There's are, an opening? Yeah, it looks, like, looks like that canker just made several. <laughs> All right. Um, let's cut away from Gareth right quick. Uh, Arnold and Mel, you are looking at... I'm going to say uh, three skeletons. If I said another one last episode, I'm fucking, I fucked it up. Sorry, audience. Three skeletons, one of whom is wielding a human wet, fresh leg like a two-handed club, and the other uh, two. Wait, who are what is he? It. Where is he holding it? Like by the ankle or by the thigh? He's actually got a two-handed grip that's really interesting. He's got his fingers intermingled with the toes for sort of like a like a good oh. grip, and then the other one's oh. like around the calf. Who's a villain? Then got it. And there is, there is. Thank you so much for asking. A little bit of toe jam on his hands. How does how yeah, I'm, I'm, I can't really see the how would like, this give you a better grip the toes it, you know? in the calf? All right, so you got your leg right here, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. so oh Lord, I made so much leg. Deep oh, in put there. it away, uh, and we're leaving. Let's get it out. Get it out. <laughs> how is it a for the audio only listeners? Um, you're, you're, thank God, Alex was just <laughs> showing <laughs> off those for the audio feet. only <laughs> listeners. Thank God. <laughs> thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's some people's fetish, but I, I'm still not understanding even with your lovely demonstration um, yeah, how you're hitting. Did you say wiki feet? You don't have a wiki feet, dude? Stop, 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 stop. I'm begging you. This is a family <laughs> Christian friendly show. Uh, so it's a website, right? And basically <laughs> it's a picture of celebrity feet. Bessie, what matters to you is that he's wielding it as a two-handed club. Well, it seems terribly inefficient, but okay. And the other two are wielding weapons, whatever. What do you two do? I'm going to tell him that that appears terribly inefficient. Um, is Arnold, he... do you, would you respond or would you sort of be like, yeah, I concur? Like, I, yeah, I would never hold a foot that way. That's not only inefficient, but also just gross. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of yucky. Kind of yucky. Not a big fan of this. Uh, they they seem like the villain types. I was going to say maybe they're best friends until I saw the fingers in the toes situation. Yeah, you don't want to be friends with someone like that. No. Hang on. I'm not going to high five We're getting awful close to kink shaming here. We don't kink shame on Critically Stupid. I want that clear. Kink shaming brain. is my kink. <laughs> if the kink is to have a disembodied human leg. You know, we can for sure kink shame that. Arnold, what are we doing? Okay. Um, I let me see. Arnold would. I only have a one. Okay, can, can you kind of like how close are my friends to me? Like where, uh, where right next Mel, to each other? Mel is like right next to you, and then I would say the skeletons are like five to ten feet away, in okay. a model in a model mo <clears throat> in a modeled group. Okay, cool. Um, then in that case, I would immediately cast shatter in that ten foot, like right in the center of them, ten feet away from us, so we're not hitting that ten foot radius. Okay, you cast shatter. Uh, do you you roll it or do I do? 
You do Constitution 13. I rolled a 19. All right. So well, they take, I, they take I, half, right? They take half. Yeah. Damn, I rolled real good. All right. Let me see. All right. So it's 11. <clears throat> okay. And you hit all of them? Yeah. I mean, it's in a 10 foot radius. So it, it yeah, should yeah, just. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Arnold, you extend your hand, and the flagstone floor of this sewer room uh, cracks and breaks and shatters in like a mini earthquake as the floor buckles. And you see heavy pieces of rock shear these skeletons from ankles to hip bones. And you, and you hear like the dry snapping of old bones break, and you see their jaws like distend in silent screams because they don't have vocal cords anymore. Huh. You feel pretty good about it. Did he is just that... break my laboratory? This is a great point. We're going to come right back to that. <laughs> is as an aside, Arnold, as you sort of like break this room and you move the heaps that are sort of like piled around this room. If you remember, I described like right. body heaps where like the occupant of this sewer complex has been discarding bodies and sort of like leaving them in semi-organized pieces. Uh, you see like a couple of them move just like sort of like scatter as the, as the, as the ground underneath them breaks. Okay. Normal. Uh, Diana, you actually didn't do anything with your action. If you would, if you would like to. Oh, Josh uh, Pat freaking out, by the way, barking his head off. Oh, well, maybe he just wants a bone. Um, oh. are them? It's a little gift to him. I, I, I feel like I should get him. Yeah. I mean, just have him go nuts. Honestly. Um, okay, so are they coming at us? Actively? Yes, they are actively recovering their oh, footing well, yeah, from the shatter. And they're... Okay, who's who's closest to me? Please tell me it's the one with the leg, because I just don't like him. No, uh, the one closest to you has a rusty short sword that is pitted and uh, punched through with, like, rotted holes, but he's swinging, he's, like, regained his footing, and he's going to swing it at you in his next turn. Oh, well, then I guess I have to shoot him. Boo, mm -hmm. I wanted to shoot the other one. Oh, wait, do I add something to it? No. Yes, I do. I'm sorry. I haven't even drank them. Oh, plus seven. Whatever 15 plus seven is. Yeah, super hits. Roll me some damage. 22. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, that's an 11. Okay. You fire your bow, and because this skeleton is only like five to ten feet away from you, your arrow hits it at almost maximum velocity. Like, it's still gaining speed when it slams into this thing's collarbone and snaps whatever whatever bones are in this sort of shoulder area. Please don't tell me. Um, I know you. I know you can, Diane. I know. I know that you were about to, or maybe you weren't. I'm and I'm overreading it. But like, I was about bones, to ask. There's the collarbone, and then there's the shoulder blade, and it breaks both of those as this arrow splinters into toothpicks against these bones and sends them flying. Uh, unfortunately for you, it is not its sword arm, so the other arm just falls off. I mean, if both his arms are off. Pretty good result, right? Yeah. I feel like to do. I yeah, can definitely take like a humorous for Josh Pat later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Gareth. Humorous, subtle flex. Gareth, what are you up to? This uh, uh, this hooded figure has just insinuated that there is an opening on its crew, buying into what I can only say is your obvious lie. How dare you? 
Um, you know what? I'm gonna throw my magic knife at the leg holding fella behind you. So I... you are faced. Let me let me paint this again. You are faced forward into the laboratory. Mel yes. and Arnold are faced backwards into the room with the heaps of bones and bodies. Oh, okay. So Ronnie, or sorry, what's her character's name again? You don't know. Oh, word. So Ronnie's character then correct is in the laboratory by herself with skeletons and apprentices and Kenku ravens. Well, but then what the fuck? I thought is a skeleton not holding the leg. There is a skeleton holding a leg behind you, attacking okay. Mel and Arnold. Then in that case, I'll just throw my knife at one of the skeletons in the laboratory. Okay, uh, roll me a basic dex attack, please. Doing it is that just an add dex bonus or what? Dex bonus plus proficiency. Because you cool. get them skills, the thrills. What the fuck does proficiency mean? Hold on. I think it's a plus two for you guys at plus at level four. Badass. All right, so we got a holy shit an eighteen plus three is twenty one plus two again is twenty three. Yes, yes, absolutely. Roll me some damage. Hell yeah. Is it the same damage for throwing it? Yes. Baller. Seems broken, but it's just a dagger. So, well, it's also magic. So, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's cool. It's cool. Fucking. Hold on. I have it written down somewhere. Plus six. Badass. Or P6, rather. God damn it. Hold on. I got to fix that. No, you don't. Something bad's going to happen to Gareth's dagger real soon. Drop it down to a D4. Dude, listen, you know how unefficient I am in combat? I don't That's have any true. range or magic. Yeah, you're not you're not optimized for combat at all. Like, let me have this. <laughs> okay, I rolled a four. Okay, do I you... do I have a plus six or plus anything or? Um, I think it's gonna be plus your dex bonus. Oh, to, okay. for, so for damage. Then, then seven damage. Seven. Total. Okay, uh, you hurl your knife across the room, threading the needle between two of these Kenku who are standing sort of... It, the, 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 you're looking at sort of like a like a Kenku skeleton and hooded, cloaked, Ronnie la, uh, layered sandwich. So you're ho hooking your knife between the Kenku to hit the skeletons who are standing in front of the Kenku protecting Ronnie. And you... Yeah, I like that. You curl... Because of the curve in your knife, you curl it around the rib bones of one of these skeletons, sort of like a, oh, like a horseshoe around a peg. It's a really Badass. great throw. And you see it carve itself into this rib in like a series of spirals. Ronnie, you see this person who just came in here saying that he was your new assistant attack one of your skeletons that you summoned to protect you. What would you like to do? Uh, I am not going to be happy about that. Maybe he's just it. making more job openings for his friends. <laughs> That's the first thing that you got to watch out for whenever you hire somebody. If they start killing your other employees so they can hire their friends. It's a bad sign. Bad red sign. flag. Nepotism. So, um, did I see... my? Is my lab broken also? Your lab isn't looking great. Um, I think the sort of... The break-in from these Kenku and... The uh, the general scene of chaos has definitely busted up your lab a little bit. The your operating table uh, with your recent uh, experiment 
is still like on it, but uh, is kind of dripping blood everywhere. And it stinks with the sour tang of the freshly dead. And uh, the sour tang. The sour tang. No, no, no. Diana has no comments, I'm pretty sure. And so so your laboratory is a mess, Ronnie. And uh, this guy who just came in is clearly not planning on helping that. Hey, new guy. These are my skeletons. What are you doing? Well, you said get to work and you're surrounded by monsters. So I assumed you wanted me to kill the monsters. Sue me. You know, it's a natural assumption, I think. I have a feeling you weren't sitting here. I never said I was sent here. I just said I'm your new lab assistant. What a wild, what a wild thing to suggest that you just happened to stroll down here with a job in hand. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm fresh out of college and I'm looking for a job in the real world. Ronnie, do me a favor. Roll an insight check with advantage, please. That means you're going to roll 2d20 and you're going to take the higher. What do you mean advantage? What, you're going to test me? Oh, yeah, you went to college? I'm going to fucking, I'm going to let Ronnie roll because our guest insight. Yes. Okay. Roll twice. I I like to think that Gareth keeps his resume on him, but it's actually just pictures because you know he reads. So he's just drawing pictures of like the heists he's done and shit. (laughs) My heroin was like I'm I'm doing various activities, like I'm helping an old lady. All right, Ronnie. Even with a, I'm not real insightful. Even with a 14, this guy says I went to college, and you see him laugh at himself. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say. Okay, these skeletons. These are your coworkers. Don't kill them. Okay. And I'm what's going on out there? Go find out what all this chaos is about. Everybody's there, wrecking my lab. There are more skeletons out there. Are they also our coworkers? <laughs> yes. Okay, well, that's what the chaos is. Is we're we're being attacked by skeletons. We're killing our coworkers. We oh, yeah, my two of my boys. (laughs) (laughs) We are you. All three of us are your new lab assistants. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it'd be nice if they came in and introduced themselves before they kill all my skeletons. It is very, I. it's very rude of, uh, quite frankly, everyone involved to be attacking I'm gonna, each other. I'm going to jump in here uh, and say, Ronnie and Gareth, Ronnie and Garion, you hear these two Kenku. Uh, so there's three of them in front of Ronnie, and they are hyping up the middle Kenku who is holding this dagger and shaking like a leaf. And one of them says, hey, come on, come on, Johnny, you could do it. Now, don't be scared. The boss prepared you for this one right now. You're just going to like, you're taking the knife and just, just a quick, just a quick jerk, just right in there. And the other one. Kenku talking. That's the Kenku talking to the middle Kenku. And the other one on the other side says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now just take it real easy, Johnny. You don't want to overstrike. You don't want it. You're going to leave a window. So you just stab that skeleton just right there in the, in the, well. Was the one supposed to sound like Polly or was that just your voice acting? He has like four voices. I got four voices that I make work. I'm just checking. So, yeah, he sounds a little bit like Polly, but well-remembered, Bessie. Like the fact that you can recall a voice from like season one is. I know, but I can't fucking recall like the last episode. 
that's fine. Um, and you see, uh, Ronnie, you see this middle Kenku like poise himself and take like the clumsiest strike you've ever seen. Like this dude looks like he's never held a knife in his life. And he takes a strike at, the, at one of your skeletons who just like, I think slaps it away with an elbow. Like they don't like they even dead. They can't be bothered. I feel that. Um, <laughs> Mel and Arnold. Your bad guys are going to attack you. Mel. Boo. Yours is going to roll a 17. Mine doesn't have arms. It's got one arm and it's the arm that counts. I rolled a fucking 22 with an 11 damage and I got the wrong arm. Are you kidding me? Also, didn't you say that both fell off or am I in insane? No, you're chipping. I just said one fell off. I thought they both fell off. You're going to take three points of damage as this as this rusty short sword or scimitar, or whatever the fuck I said he was holding, cuts a, a slice into your cheek and you bleed a little bit like Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride. Arnold? The guy with the fleshy uh, foot club is going to attack you, and he's going to roll oh, a two. He so gets he's the just fleshy foot club. So you know what? He misses you, Arnold. But there's a wet, warm splattering of blood drops as it shatter as it like splashes across your face. You know you what? Taste, not all of you taste blood, a little also, bit of iron. There's also another mystery liquid in there. <laughs> yeah, it's blood and something, something yeah. warm. But they both it changes taste like me iron. a little. <laughs> it just. It's like a different, it's like different than blood. Like it's a different density. So it's kind of like layered on top. Really <sighs> yucky. Yeah. Um, all right. That's it for the bad guys term. Top of the order. Gareth. Your, uh, your uh, magic knife is sort of like still ringing circles around the rib bones of one of these skeletons. Oh, hell yeah. Like, like, a, like a horseshoe. That's how I, yeah. That's how I described it earlier. Nobody. You tell yeah, well, no, it's funnier when I do it. <laughs> oh, like a horseshoe. <laughs> dude holy shit anthony that was a good one hate it here god we're all so funny except for alex <laughs> go ahead with your uh, turn, you fucking asshole <laughs> it uh it's a dangerous game taunting basically god in this yeah, universe yeah no i love it though i love the okay the cool anyway um, I think I like walk over and gently retrieve my knife from this skeleton's rib cage, but like uh -huh. I do it like real passive, like pacifyingly, like I'm approaching a horse. <laughs> okay, okay, and it's shoe. <laughs> God damn it, Diana! All right, Gary, and you take your knife back. And there is, there are like three ravens, like within five feet of you, and they have now noticed you. And one of them says, "Hey, hey, hey, buddy, what are you, what are you doing here? Did the I, did the boss send you? I work here. You you work with us? No, maybe I work here <laughs> in the building. All right. He turns to you, and he's holding uh, two razor sharp daggers, and they spin in dexter circles in his hands, and he says. I don't think you're with the boss at all. Uh, my boss is over. My boss is that lady. What's your name, boss? Uh, it's Ronnie, Esme. Talking... <laughs> it's Esme, and I'll throw back my hood. 
Hell yeah. All right, so what do they see in detail, uh, Esme, as, as Gareth is, I think, within like 10 feet of you? Not too much detail. It makes yeah, us look like, bad. Oh, like, yeah, if, it makes us look bad as RPG players if you do a Give good job. Give us like so... hair color, height. Okay. That's it. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how low the bar is here. <laughs> Critically stupid. That's all we need. All right. I throw back my hood and you see a woman with long black hair who's got just kind of a skull painted face much like the day of the dead skull uh sugar skulls and just cool kind of skeleton looking um underneath all right that's good okay that was so perfect that was that was still too good ronnie could you like come down to our (laughs) level please like you're operating like way up here here, I'll do it. Just you know black what? hair, nothing else. Yeah, I'll do it for you. She reveals her head, and you see a normal woman. Yes. Okay. Um, Gareth, this yes. raven is going to attack you. Me. You. That's fucked up of him. I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not not fucked up of him. Uh, so I have I successfully retrieved my knife from this ribcage. You have successfully retrieved your knife from the ribcage. Yes. Okay. Um. So I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to put on a little bit of a, a display, a show for your I'm new boss. Like, huh? For your <laughs> new boss. For everybody involved, really. Mm. Anybody so paying gonna, attention? Like, I'm gonna like throw my hands up, like I'm surrendering, right? Okay. But when I throw my hands up, I also just launch my knife somewhere in the room. Okay. I don't know how this is a display as much as it looks like you just throw <laughs> your knife into the air, but... No, that's like a... an accident. I'm like real panicked, real scared. And I'm like, listen, man, I, I've i only been working here for like 15 minutes. I work for Esme. All right. I'm new. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. Okay, you hear a faint clattering as your knife lands somewhere. I'm going to cut to Arnold, who I'm pretty sure I skipped in the initiative order. Sorry about that, Anthony. Um, You see this zombie or this uh, skeleton swing this double-handed leg club at you and splatter your face with droplets that taste a little bit like iron. Okay, Um, do I see the knife or is this, are we going back in time? You are, so you're faced away from that room. Think of a doorway between you and Gareth. You gotcha. guys are on in one room. He is in another. You can turn gotcha. around and join him, but you're going right. to have skeletons who have something to say about that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, hmm, let me see. I don't want to keep fighting these guys, but I, I don't know what's going on in the other room as a character, so I'm just stuck in this room with foot, foot face. Okay, you let's... Employees. <laughs> you okay. just assume skeletons are bad guys? When... That's racist. racist. Yes. yes. Yes, Ronnie. Well, then... The fingers were were interlocked in the toes, and that's really what did it for us. Is that that what makes a bad man? Is his fingers interlocked with toes? Honestly, yeah. Yes. I mean, aren't they? They're holding weapons of sorts approaching us in a violent way. It seems as if they're villainous to us. No, I I buy it. I buy it. You're also coming into someone's laboratory without announcing yourself. Just saying. Yeah, but one one of the weapons seems to be part of a dead man. Yeah, not to. Yeah, don't we all use dead men as weapons? Yeah, we've all been there. (laughs) We've all been there. Okay, so, 
So can, I'm going to try, I'm going to try because I haven't yet. And I know you hate me, but I'm just going to try to speak to this like foot guy. Um, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> so I try. <laughs> so I'm going to try to talk to Quentin. All right. <laughs> like, I just want to like, because obviously I'm like, oh God, that, that's so gross. Right. And I'm just like, you know, uh, so can I, can I just get a feel and be like, why are you attacking us? And just kind of like say that to the skeleton. Do you say it in common? Oh, um, yeah, I would. I mean, I yeah, I wouldn't know any better, so I would just say it. All right, all right, all right, all right. Quentin Tarantino, the skeleton, the skeleton of Quentin Tarantino answers you. <laughs> May he, he rest has... in peace. Wait, wait, Quentin Tarantino bone. <laughs> <laughs> Quentin Tarantino bone answers you. <laughs> Except where there should be words emanating from his cold, vacant jaws, there is merely the clacking of teeth as he speaks some kind of language that you don't. Uh, I, okay. I, I will tell you, though, Arnold, I will say the, the interlocked hand club pauses just for a second as he, okay. as he clacks this, this message to you. For a second, I thought like there was a club where people go and interlock their hands. The interlocked <laughs> hand club. I I have I've never hated the concept of a club more than a club where you you just go and hold hands with strangers. Nah, fam. No, No. absolutely not. You play ring around the rosy in a big circle. It's real. You're describing kindergarten, my guy. Yeah, and it's (laughs) awesome. Nope. (laughs) Although, you know what I will say? We're gonna take a tangent because I don't give a fuck. The 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 uh the parachute games that you played in gym in kindergarten, those were pretty choice. Dude, it sucks because like we only did that. I only did that like once in my whole life, and it was the coolest shit ever. And then they're like, "Okay, never again." I, I there was a a shorter parachute when I was in kindergarten that was that the tension between the kids was enough that a kid could get in the middle and they could toss oh, this child. We did that too. It was the greatest time of my life. I peaked at seven. I'm convinced of it. You know, I'm gonna be honest. Some of the uh, funniest shit for me was. When I was a child, my older brother would put me in the middle of a blanket and then just like grab the corners and like swing me around. Like like you were just like a sack full of pennies? Yeah, yeah, just like a sack full of nickels. Did he ever hit your head against something? Because that would explain Not a on lot. purpose. <laughs> okay, I interrupted somebody and I, uh, Arnold, please. Um, I don't think this is going to work, uh, but I'm going to try something just because I have to. Okay. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to be, I'm just, I'm going to say to him, cause obviously he can understand me, but I can't understand him. Okay. And I'm going to say, I, I can't understand, uh, your language. I'm sorry. I just, I don't want you to, um, I, w- I want you to understand. We don't mean you any harm. We're just making our way through here. Um, I, but I, I want to try something. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to use message, which creates a whisper that only I can hear back from him. So I'd like to, cause it's not the person whispering. It's like a magical whisper. So I was thinking it might work. I don't okay. know. Obviously, is it, is it a two-way communication? Yeah, or is it... yeah. So I can say one thing, and they can respond back. Okay, so, so... you get one, you get one message to send to the skeleton. Yes. And you know what? I'll even be generous because I've been kind of a dick to you with the with the Foot Club. Uh, your message can spread to all three of these skeletons, so you can okay. communicate one thing to these three uh, bony boys. Bony boys. <laughs> the bony boys. That's a boy band if I've ever heard one. Okay. Um, so basically, Arnold's just gonna be like, I, I, I feel like we can all be friends. We're trying to make our way through. I'm so sorry about the misunderstanding. We thought you were attacking us. Can we just can we just pause this? 
Okay. Um, Quentin Tarantino Bones jaw clacks again, carving words out of cold, dead air that even in the function of the spell message, you can understand, but they still sound stilted and unreal because it's a dead person speaking them into the spell. Right. But uh, Quentin Tarantino Bones says, protect the mistress. And he points like a clawed hand, the one that's not intertwined with this uh, foot club, and points yeah, into the busy. into the room that Gareth is in. Okay, so I so I am gonna look at Mel and be like, Mel, they're they're just trying to protect uh, their their mistress in the other room. Someone someone's in the other room. So I say we don't mean her any harm. Our friend just went in there, and it doesn't sound like they're uh, arguing or anything. Can we maybe we should join them and all you know work together and figure this out. Cut to me. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Gareth just surrendering. Just <laughs> okay. please don't kill me. I'm sobbing. Mel, I think uh <laughs> you hear you hear the bard tell you that uh you guys should like turn around and, and that the skeletons mean you no harm, they're trying to protect their mistress. And you turn around just in time to see Gareth the rogue throw his dagger and his hands into the air. <laughs> Uh, as a raven, a, a six-foot-tall raven on two legs approaches him with two, like, glitteringly sharp daggers. Now, I'll take this opportunity, Mel, to describe the laboratory to you in a detail that I haven't described it to Gareth because Gareth had a bunch of shit going on. Against one wall... Always. Against one wall is a massive aquarium, floor-to-ceiling glass, uh, within which are several strands of kelp billowing in an unseen current and there's like shrouded in shadow and bits of rock and and uh general sort of undersea vibes there's an operating table in the middle of this laboratory with i'm gonna call it a corpse-like silhouette in a shroud that is uh bloodstained and there are several iron cages hanging from the ceiling by uh hooks and rusty nails and some of them have uh bones in them And oh. and there's one of those tables with stirrups on it. There's nothing on it. It's just it's just there for ambiance. Ambiance. There's a fucking gynecologist in this laboratory. Ambiance. You, you haven't. Sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Is your brain just like constantly going zombieance? Are you fucking kidding me? It's terrible. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Listen, um, Mel. You have not checked Ronnie's certifications you have no idea what her rotations are she can be a gynecologist a real doctor (laughs) hey so there's one of the little bird brains going after gareth correct and there are two other ones attacking a uh, woman with a sugar skull painted onto her face who is standing behind two skeletons I mean, I don't really give a fuck about her because I don't know her and I don't know whose side she's on. And the character to clarify, our guest is great. Our guest is great as hell. It's like, I was on your side. (laughs) (laughs) I meant the character. Um, So I think that Mel would obviously recognize the, the bird brains from when she killed Marvin. May he rest in peace. Um, I remember the weirdest shit. How can I not remember? You know, it's crazy. I didn't remember that episode right after it happened. But now, like a fucking year later, I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
What the fuck a is year, Marvin? The a year and change, actually, if my memory is serving me. Yeah. Marvin was the first one that I killed, and Bestie was mm -hmm. all like, oh, God, Marvin, and made me say, are we the baddies? Oh, yeah, the first, a name, your first body, dude. Never forget your first. My first kill, that was Never first Never forget blood. your first. <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I've killed anyone in this podcast yet. I don't get into combat very often because I kind of suck. <laughs> True. That's why I have to do all the killing. And you so, don't have to. You actually kind of go out of your way. <laughs> <laughs> get to. You get to. I get to. I get to. So I would shoot that bird then. All right. Roll it up. Ronnie, this is that awkward time. It takes Diana a little bit of time to find her numbers. So, like, we we just sort of, like, stay quiet while she rolls. <laughs> okay. Let the suspense build. No, it is yes. suspenseful, though. Because, like, because then she rolls, like, 19s and 21s. And I'm always like, what the fuck? Oh, no, like, look at her face. She did oh, not. Shit. Damn. Well, she hasn't rolled yet. She's just still mad at me. She rolls with advantage on this one. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Diana, take advantage because I'm a dickhead. Roll 2d20 and take the higher of the two. I'm sorry. I haven't said anything for like the past minute and a half. I know. I know. That's on me. That will be uh, the better one was 16. 16 against the Kenku. Okay. Yes. It hits. Just barely. Ty goes to the player. Roll some damage. Oh, it's high. That was close. Telling you. Would you roll again? 16. Noted. Oh, <laughs> oh, but I got another 11 for damage. Damn! Okay. He's your, dead as hell. Your arrow strikes this Kenku in the thick meat of his neck. Obviously, as a raven, he's got a thicker neck, muscly zone. Obviously. And your, your arrow slices it to the bone. You see like a white glimmer through sopping wed sopping red wet flesh as your arrow cuts it to the quick and gareth you see this kenku who's approaching you with like murder glittering in its soulless black eyes uh you see his head just sort of like loll forward as though it's cut from from a like a joint um and he squawks like... oh, i was gonna ask if i could like react and lunge at him with my other knife i think as a rogue you've got those reflexes so yeah, i dude. think yes Fuck yeah, dude. Finishing him off, bro. We're doing like a, we're doing like a rogue ranger alley-oop here, and I love it. Hell yeah. Is it just like a regular attack, or what, what, what am I doing here? Yeah, I think, is it, do you have another, like, melee weapon at your belt, Gareth? Like a, like yeah, a short I have, sword? Like a... Yeah, I have my, my magic dagger, and then just my, like, regular, normal. You do not have your magic dagger because you made a big old show of... of no, like, I meant, I meant in every, like, every day I go about with my magic oh, dagger see, in my main hand and then my normal steel dagger in my offhand. All right, roll an attack for your normal steel dagger. Okay. Uh, I think... I, I don't know the bonus on that. That's just, like, a plus... It's just going to be dex. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So that is a 14 plus 3. Just 17. barely, yes. Roll me some damage. <laughs> Same dude, still D6. Oof. Two. Do I add anything to that? Uh, I think your dex modifier as well to the offhand level. Okay, so five. 
five, five total. All right, yeah. Garrett, tell me what happens. Uh, well, does he die or? Yeah, that's that's uh, what we're doing right now. Okay, cool. I was just double checking. Yeah, be cinematic so, about it. You know, you're gonna make Quentin, Gareth narrate his own death. Make make Quentin Tarantino bone proud. Uh, I look at his feet. I get real close <laughs> up to the get real up in there. Get the camera real, really. Anyway, so my as my <laughs> as my like hands are in the air, right? I'm surrendering, and he's approaching me with malicious intent. And then he just kind of like, I imagine he's just kind of like, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, like, like in the process he... of talking, his vocal cords are severed, and he just goes, "Yeah," and I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine he kind of like stumbles forward okay. and I like lunge forward like as if I was like catching him, right? Uh-huh. But then he just kind of like falls onto a knife directly through the like the sternum. Oh, okay. And so so now the mercy like, kill like straight like, to hold- the heart. Yeah, I'm just like kind of holding him there now. Okay. Uh, and I like to imagine there's like a moment of shock where the other birds are just like... <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in one second... He was approaching this idiot who had just disarmed himself. And in the next second, he was just fully dead. dead. Just all the way, 100% dead. That is the Rogue Ranger alley-oop right there. That's the Mel Mel Gareth combo that I'm here for. All right. Dude, just just like an air fist bump. (laughs) All right. Ronnie, you see the, you see this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it a dubious figure. This person that just said that he was like here for a job, throw his own weapon away and, and hold his hands up. And like, I think you saw like panic on his face because I'm still rolling with your pretty bad insight roll. You saw his face get real panicked. And then an arrow from nowhere sliced this Raven's neck open to the bone. And between two blinks, Esme, the rogue was holding a dead Raven. Like it was so fast, I don't think you caught it. What would you do? Yumi, did you just kill that raven? <laughs> no, I found him like this. What the fuck? Yes, I killed him. <laughs> to be fair, uh, my friend really loosened the jar for me on that one. Nice. I think, uh, Ronnie, you see, so you're standing in front of now two ravens, one of whom uh, looks just so incredibly nervous. I thought you were going to say so incredibly dead. No, no, no. There's only (laughs) two in front of Ronnie. One of them is holding a dagger and looks sweaty, which is impressive because he's a bird. And the other one like sort of like like slowly pans to Gareth with his eyes huge. (laughs) And he goes, oh my God, Pauly. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> you said it wasn't. I lied. <laughs> Listen, Paul is a very common name. Maybe there's two. I don't know. I'll be no, it's, it's, it's like just like it's Mike. It's like Michael or George. There's like a million Paulies in the yeah, Cancun. Yeah, every other Paulie. Really every other Cancun is Paulie. Um, Paulie with an E. <laughs> I think Arnold. Mm-hmm you hear from this trash room a deep rumbling underneath the broken flagstone floor that you broke with your first cast of shatter. You hear it 
like a deep set, like chest bone level rumbling. And you start to hear cracks echoing through the pavement of this room. And the midden and corpse heaps start shivering and shaking like they're being like ruffled with fingers. In their toes? Fingers in their toes. <laughs> exactly. That sounds very dramatic and a great cliffhanger because I need to go and refill my water bottle for a brief. I have to pee. All right, let's take a let's take a pee break. What's going on, everybody? Soon to be world famous, critically stupid. Uh, I am Alexander James. I'm your host and dungeon master, and I'm here to say welcome to the announcements portion of the show. Uh, legally, I'm here to tell you that we have been and are still currently playing Waterdeep, Dragon Heist, an official Dungeons & Dragons module written by Chris Perkins, Scott Fitzgerald Gray, Kim Mohan, and of course, you cannot forget my main girl, Kim Mohan. If you or any of your uh, dirty rotten soldiers, your squat youths, your um, maybe you got a chess club that you want to adventure out with, want to get into D&D, I recommend you go to dnd.wizards.com. Check out all the cool stuff they have there for you. Uh, chess club, they've got a live Wizards chess set. I know that's technically a Warner Brothers trademark, but Hasbro and Warner Brothers are super tight probably. So they share that and you can check that out. If you're a Boy Scout, they've got a pen knife that is literally a pen that slices through paper. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Got to check that out. And then, of course, if you're a Dirty Rotten Soldier, they sell dice that are shaped like bullets. I'm not sure how they work, and they're definitely not fireable, so don't get any ideas. But they're cool. Check them out, dnd.wizards.com. If you would like to end up as a character on our show, you can tweet us or tag us in a video on TikTok, at uh, CritStupid. Let us know what you thought of the most recent episode. Let us know how you think the show is going. Let us know if you think there's something that we can be doing better. We're really hungry for all of that feedback, and we are listening. And then you can end up as a character in the show. I've had lots of NPC names in the past. I'm going to have a lot more coming up. So, yeah, get at us, at uh, CritStupid. Let us know what you think, and you could wind up as a name in the community pool. We are, as always, trying to do that big push to 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, trying to get uh, the show monetized so that we can afford some better cameras, some better uh, mics, so that we can afford a book on how to make a D&D show so that we're not just fumbling around in the dark. I don't know. Um, if you haven't yet, I would deeply, deeply, in my heart of hearts, appreciate it if you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, if you could leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to us, um, if you could help us push ourselves up in the algorithm so that we could get in front of new listeners, people who might like our stuff like you, hopefully, uh, we would deeply, deeply appreciate that. So yeah, leave a rating, leave a review. Anything you can do to help us out. Tell a friend. If you've got friends that are into D&D or comedy, uh, let them know that we also are into those things. And we want to say, sup, girl. Or person. Um, <laughs> that was a fucking dumb joke. I think that's it. You're about to hear another beautiful, sonorous Libras Arcana ad. I'm very excited for you. I, I don't know what we're going to record for yet, but I bet it's going to be fucking amazing. So stay tuned for that. You take it squeezy out there, and I do love you. All right? Bye. You just didn't want a depressed ghost in your bit. What? That's crazy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to your Libra Sarcana sponsored post. Uh, my name is Alexander James. And I'm here to talk to you about this die specifically. This is the new oh, set really that was pretty. just announced, um, I believe, for August. It's called Miasma. Um, and 
Garyan and Anthony, as residents of 13th century Europe, I would love your sort of top tips to avoid the plague using the uh, the Libra Sarcana Miasma D20. Give me a sec. Anthony, you go first. Let me brainstorm. Um, so <laughs> using specifically the Miasma, um, so... You know what I what I do know is that the sound of clattering of a lot of dice, specifically the D twenty, use a large die, something like the you know it's, it's significant. You throw it down there, it scares away the rats into your neighbors' houses. Okay, Therefore, you give your neighbors the plague. Give instead. Your neighbors the plague, so you don't get. They roll, yeah, they roll in that ones, baby. You get. It doesn't matter what you roll. You scare those rats away. Incredible. So- this one's actually based in some sort of scientific and historical fact, actually. Um, plague doctors back in the 13th century, uh, if you remember those long bird-like masks they wore, they, yeah. the reason they were that shape is because it was believed that they were uh, packed with various herbs and spices and such, because that would actually filter out the plague air for the doctor. Okay. Uh, but what they actually put in was Libris Arcana Miasma Dice. Go to criticallystupid.com or fuck, libresarcana.com. <laughs> Diana, can you tell our lovely audience members where they can get their hands on these 100% certified plague defending dice? Yes, absolutely. If if you too want to make like a very early N95 mask using dice, um, you can go to librasarcana.com. Uh, they don't just have dice. You you can check out the other things that that they do have. They have um, leather bound book covers for those of you that have D and D books, uh, which I honestly have never seen before in my life, but I guess it's a thing. Um, you can buy one set of dice. You can do a subscription of dice. Uh, when you do buy these dice, you should use our exclusive discount code that's STUPID20. That's 20% off uh, anything, anything that you want to to buy. Uh, so so definitely check that out. That's STUPID20. And while I'm here, you know what else helps prevents the plague, like masking, social distancing no, actually, i'm so sorry if I, could, if I could cut in here sort of as the dm it's did you just, throw your dice at the people with plague that's what you did that's it's just libra sarcana dice just libra sarcana just the dice. only thing that protects against the plague libra sarcana literally dice for life stay hefunculus god damn it Karen. <laughs>
mixed in the crows like if i sprayed something in that general direction I, would he be hit like a dead one on me but i'm not so sure about the others gareth gareth is positioned directly behind the crows so there is a chance for some blowback but i'm gonna be so real as me fuck that guy you know what i mean just That's like true. he's a piece yeah. of shit <laughs> i heard that he charges for water <laughs> all right i'm gonna do my ray of sickness then okay perfect let me pull up your character sheet that I've got in front of me. Ray of Sickness. All right, so I'm making a constitution saving throw. I rolled a seven, so I rolled like dog shit. So you, Ronnie, are Josh Pat takes offense to that. I rolled like crab shit, and I'm sorry, Joshua Patrick. You're the best wolf pup that ever there was. Ronnie, roll 2d8 for me, please. Should I be rolling a constitution See, save? Actually, I told yes. you, I don't know what that is. <laughs> So on your on your emulator, there should be a D eight option. Just roll two of them and add the numbers together. She doesn't have actual dice and has to figure out which one the D eight is. At least I know now. What's it look like? Pyramids, butt to butt. I'm so glad you asked, Ronnie. Ronnie, no notes. That was fucking perfect. Oh wait, that was the one. Two okay. pyramids butt to butt. Fucking Garyan off screen. Hey, something smells weird on this carpet over here. <laughs> something fishy's going on off screen. I have to investigate. Okay, a three and a ten, six. Three and a six, nine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Mel, I think you just like walked into this room sort of like trying to check on Gareth after Arnold dealt with the skeletons. You see a woman with a sugar skull painted onto her face and Dope. I think she has I think she's got like shadow lines painted across her forearms and hands and fingers yes. of like the bone knuckles. The bone knuckles. Bone knuckles? The bone As knuckles. opposed from the cartilage knuckles. The knuckle bones of her hand are painted onto her skin. And she extends one hand, and I think she blows gently into the palm of her hand. And you see a billowing, noxious green cloud that wreaths into the form of several screaming skulls explode into these kenku. And they take huge heaving breaths and start coughing. Gareth, make a constitution saving throw. Oh, that's just cool as fuck. No notes. Low-key, Ronnie's, ca Ronnie's character is so fucking cool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I just kind of want to be friends with her. Like, I will leave these two fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, together, we can rule the world or whatever the fuck it is we want to do. Gareth. Doesn't look good. Uh, uh, I got bad news bears. I got a <laughs> 10. You got a 10? Oh, no. Big old, big old 10. Uh, Gareth, you're going to take 13 points of poison damage as this gas burns your nose, mouth, throat, and esophagus as you breathe it in deep. Do I get like a, uh, any, like, you know, modifier, like resistance due to my extensive jong usage? <laughs> yeah. Do I have like any, like a thick coating of jong residue in my lungs? Or... Nah, man, nah. This burns away the jong. This is this cloud is anti jong. Oh my god, I'm sober. No, dear God, that's my fucking nightmare. Okay, 
Don't make me live life sober. Uh, Mel, what would you do with this, with this information? The Ravens are coughing. The skeletons standing in front of this, uh, sugar skull woman are poised to attack. But you also see Gareth, a member of your pack and the person that just helped you like alley-oop this Raven into the sweet release of death, start coughing really bad. And I think actually you see like red speckles start to dance across Gareth's lips. Here, Alex, hold on. Go, go ahead and give me the Gareth starts coughing really bad. I got you with the Foley here. Uh, Gareth starts coughing really bad. <laughs> so gross. Yeah, I mean, 13 points of poison damage. What'd you expect? A petite little... <laughs> Fair enough. Bessie. I told you to quit smoking. <laughs> Gareth's just like keeled over. (laughs) (laughs) Like you brought this on yourself. We knew it was going to happen. I'm okay. So he is hacking up one of his lungs. I mean, I figure Arnold will probably cure him as long as he lives. Sure. Fuck yeah. What do you do? So, um, what are, what's the status of Raven's skeleton? Okay. The skeletons are by the badass woman who I'm, might be a little in love with i'm not sure um what are the ravens doing just the ravens are coughing they are like grabbing at their at their face where i think you see like little bubbles of pustules start to grow along their beaks um however they are not fully taken out of the fight they're still like standing on two legs and you can see they're preparing for another attack the one that was nervous no longer nervous angry almost is there anyone particularly close to me? I think they're the same distance here? away from you. Um, are the skeletons coming at, or are they just standing there? The skeletons are standing there protecting the sugar skull woman. Okay, but they're not, like, coming coming at us. Nah. Okay, so... um. I think Mal would say, first of all, super cool. Love that. We are, we should talk about that later. Love that. Um, but it looks like you also hate the bird people. I've killed a few. Um, so just keep that in mind once they're gone. Maybe don't kill us. You kind of hurt my friend here. He smokes, so it didn't help. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Gareth. Thanks. Gotcha. Thanks for the foley. Um, and I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just shoot another one. I, I don't, if they're not out of the fight yet and they're going to come okay. at me, then I guess I'm not really sure what else I can do at this point. Yeah, for sure. Roll that damage or roll the hit, excuse me. And then we'll roll. I mean, it's almost a foregone conclusion at this point, but just in case. She could roll one. She could. And then she'll shoot you. Why would you say that? I will show up <laughs> in the background of your yes. next to stab you. But also I'm going to be here. I can't yeah. wait. I hope I, I picture one day that I'm like, I'm brushing my teeth and I, I like bend down to like get some water up. And then I look at the, just Diane in the mirror behind me. Absolutely. Um, 25. Roll the hit. Or roll damage. You want to tell me what it, what a D8 looks like? Or... Yeah, two, two pyramids, pyramids butt, butt to butt. butt. Thank you. You want to call me eye stupid again? Nah. Yeah, you're eye stupid. You're eye fucking... You're an eye moron, dude. You're a fucking... <laughs> 
an eye more on the the newest product. The new from Apple. product from Apple. <laughs> you know what? I'd probably buy it though because I am an eye moron and I just give them way too much of my money. Um, that is a six. Six. Nah. Okay, I think your arrow slices through the tendon of one of these ravens' wings, and its arm sort of like dangles semi limply at its side. Oh, chicken wings. Love it. Anthony, you hear a scurrying sound in the room behind you. Mel just disappeared in this archway towards the laboratory where I will say you have heard some shit go down. Yeah. But you hear... Don't die, Arnold. We need you to cure Gareth. <laughs> you hear a, uh, a, a skittering sound from beneath one of these piles of bodies and trash. Small, not it's it's not it doesn't sound like these skeletons knitting together. It doesn't sound like footsteps on a flagstone. Why am I describing what it doesn't sound like? I don't know. I'm a bad writer. That's why. Yeah, you don't follow Save the Cat. <laughs> so what the fuck is Save? The, I don't care. Don't, don't so, worry about it. So Arnold looks at his uh, foot fetish uh, Quentin Tarantino bone friend. Yep, and he says, "Do you hear that? Is that with you?" Is that one of your your friends? This Is that one of yours? Quentin Tarantino Bone looks down between its legs in time to see its penis. Just fucking <laughs> just in time to see a half flattened rat. Imagine, imagine a regular large-ish New York City subway rat. That has been squished in the middle legs? by a wagon, holding a gemstone the size of a chicken's egg, sprinting between this skeleton's legs towards really the door, shit, towards where Mel and Gareth are. It's flat and it's sprinting? Yes. And it's between its legs? <laughs> it's okay. sprinting between its legs to go the other direction. Do I... Okay. Do I recognize this uh, gem, or is it just like a standard gem? Like, you know what's crazy, Arnold, is despite the amount of time we've talked about it, yeah. you, you've never actually looked at it. Fair enough. Okay. Um, regardless, yeah, but it's shiny, and you know that Gareth likes shiny. That's hair. where shut I was up, going. Shut up! But... Shut up! That's exactly where I was going. Okay. Okay. So knowing, well, knowing, and I've done this before. This is very not, much in character. Knowing did he not that, see it before when it was thrown at y'all a crawl bonds oh we have seen it yeah Yeah, you have seen it before okay 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 okay. my memory comes through again oh yeah that's when i made that like like hail mary yeah 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 i tried to save you but it didn't work out and then the cow tried to catch you but you missed that was like a catastrophe if i'm being honest arnold you see a fully squished rat with the stone of galore clutched between its teeth Start sprinting out of one of these trash heaps. Okay. There are uh, patches of its hide where it's rotted through, and you can see bones where it's like little rat hands should be. This is a dead rat, Arnold, that is sprinting down the room. Do you just do this to bother me now? I do it because legit, I think it's fun. <laughs> Bothering me with the gross. Just being a horror writer. So, how I... far? 110% thought you said just oh. being a whore. It takes out it's, just, it's just fun. It's hey, just what hey, I like Ronnie? to do. All right, Arnold. Okay. Um. So, how far away from the rat am I? Is, is Arnold? 
three feet or less. Three feet? Okay. Okay, good. So I'm going to like, I'm, I'm doubling down on this. So Arnold's getting ready. Like I'm going to go for that, that gem. But what I'm doing at the same time, so I'm preparing to leap if I need to. But my first, my first attack is I'm casting Mage Hand to grab the stone because I can, I can make it appear wherever I want. So I, and it can pick up any object I want and carry it as long as it's not heavier than 30 pounds, I think. Or okay. Like okay. 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 You don't roll for Mage Hand. No, it's just an automatic thing. So yeah. All right. I will. I do want a dex roll from you, Arnold, Fair. because despite you not having the roll for Mage Hand, this thing is small and moving very fast. And I want yeah, even you using see... your normal hand, you'd have to really fucking exactly. I want to see if you can if you can catch it where it's going to be in a split second. How fast can a flat rat really go? A flat, flat dead rat. Right. Flat dead rat is a quite is quite a good episode title. I really hope Twitter picks it. <laughs> It's a good band name too. It's what, what kind of music do you think they would up. do? Okay. What kind okay. of music does Flat Dead Mouse do? Yeah, Dead Mouse. No, Dead Mouse is a different thing. That's, That's a different actually thing. an IP, and we can't actually. Oh yeah, can't sorry. Flat... Fantasy, 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 fantasy. Yeah, fan... flat... Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Now, Flat Dead Rat. Arnold. Um, I got an eighteen total. Oh shit! Okay, Arnold, you cast mage hand and for whatever reason maybe it's the adrenaline pumping through your system from fighting these skeletons maybe it's maybe it's your natural eye for like quick scuttling movement you snag this rat at the nape of its neck you grab it in your mage hand you have for the very 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 first time in your possession the stone of galore so we won we did it credit campaign's over goodbye everybody. Right, it's been fun, everybody thanks for watching and you hear a rumbling underfoot, the echo of the rumbling you heard earlier. And a beam of brilliant red light shears through the stones underneath. And a floating head with eight tentacles with eyes on the end of them explodes upward accompanied by another kenku another raven uh this one is smaller skinnier clearly uh like a scrawny runt compared to the others that you've encountered in your time and arnold i want to know what you say recognizing Tim as he explodes up from the floor stones beneath you and he like there are like burning rays exploding from his eye tentacles his his single mouth lopsided beneath the one eye in his already bigger like floating head is snarled in an expression of like anger and then he sees you and he stops and this light flickers and dies and he goes oh it's it's you. Oh, thank fucking God it's not me holding that stone right now. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking nightmare. So it, Tim, I haven't seen you in so long, buddy. I missed you. That's what I said. You're you're not you're you're not supposed to be here. You're oh geez. Dad Show him the best friend tattoo you got of him. That'll win him over. Yeah. Dad, Dad didn't say that you were gonna be here. I'm sorry. What? Oh no, Tim! It's a, what? What are you? What are you doing here? All right, Anthony, you're gonna take. Oh boy, 
Yeah, he fucking obliterates you, buddy. You're gonna take eleven points of damage. I told you of, to live, Anthony. For fuck's as sake. one of these eye tentacles explodes, it's it almost like looks very similar to the cloud that Esme uh, roiled from her open palm, except this one is living soot. It's ink incarnate as it explodes across the air of this basement towards you. And oh, you made him ink. <laughs> you guys made me ink. Uh, <laughs> and you inhale it uh, in your nose and mouth. Make a constitution saving throw, Anthony. Okay. Let's see. This is that shit Jesse gave you. Oh, God. Shit. Oh, I did so bad. Um, oh, I got no. a two. I got a two. Oh, that's oh, so bad. No. I should have lied. Anthony, Anthony did you roll that. in that one? No, I rolled a two. I have constitution right, right, zero. Right. Yeah. Okay. You're going to take... Uh, fuck, I forgot what I rolled. 11. I'll roll again. I'll roll again. It was 11? All right. It was Fine. 11. You're going to take 11 points of poison damage. All right. As you feel the life drain from your extremities. Your fingertips turn black, Arnold, as the blood flees from them. And you lose sensation in your hands and palms. And the concentration holding your mage hand together flickers and falls. And this rat drops to the floor and scuttles between your legs as you start to fall backwards. And you see Tim's eye widen in consternation as he says again, "You, you weren't supposed to be here. I'm... I am really sorry. Do you want to say Fucked anything? Up then, I, then I die. Okay. Well, I'm dying die. now. Thanks. I'm dying. I'm halfway to dying. I'm I'm, <laughs> in, I'm in the Bon Jovi uh, zone at this point. I'm halfway there, Tim. <laughs> oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> is, uh, right. so just, just to clarify, is the rat still running into the room with me, Mel, and Asme? So glad you asked, Gareth. Gareth? Mel and Esme, you, I think you hear an explosion in the other room, ground shattering, stones breaking, etc. The huge. You hear a prepubescent voice say, "I'm really sorry," and then you see an animated rat with a fucking tire silhouette through its middle, with a glowing gemstone the size of a chicken egg sprint through the doorway into your room and make for the wrought iron staircase at the opposite end. Mel, you're going to get a chance to act first because I think you're closest to the doorway. What do you do? Um, so the rat is coming by, but I don't hear anything. I think you hear this voice that you maybe recognize as Tim say, I'm really sorry behind you. And you know what? Actually, Mel, because you're so close to the door, I think you hear Arnold start coughing. You got to quit smoking too, buddy. Uh, quick, quick question before any decisions are made. Where did my knife land when I threw it? I will tell you on your turn. Fair enough, I guess. Um. Okay. So the rat is running by. Like, how fast is it? Like, is it going right by my it's, feet? It's wicked fast, bestie. Like, like to quote JPZ. JPZ is at your feet, and and wide alert, Thick and em. fucking snarling. 
Well, I wonder if he could catch the rat. He is a predator, and rats That's are what I'm saying. Yeah. Potentially. Because I feel like I would have trained him on doing shit, like hunting and shit like that. Yeah, you guys have been going on daily walks for like almost like probably months now at this point. Like he's well trained. Yeah. So I think I might give him the little signal to like catch the fucking vermin. Okay, what's the signal? Um, catch the fucking vermin. <laughs> I mean, no, no, yeah. no. Hang on. I think Mel would Mel would have a, a special like language between her and Josh Pat. I mean, I think it'd be like when you're training any dog, where you just kind of like I don't know, make a little clicking sound and like Point get it, up. you know right. what what. I have Shih Tzus. They're not really like predatory type dogs. No, they're not super so aggressive not... hunter no, type dogs. No, no. So I'm not really sure what people say to hunting dogs, right. but I get them. <laughs> but that's all I could think of. And like my dogs just fucking sit there. You're going to roll a d20 and you're going to add four to it for Josh Pat's bite attack. Oh, hell yeah. This is I've when you need Libra Arcana on your side. I know. Let's see. Let's see our doors. That is a... You said it. Oh, fuck. It's real good. 23. 23. Okay. Josh Pat leaps between your legs and snaps at this rat, and I think it catches it by the tail. Like, it almost misses, but this rat is just too slow and Josh Pat is just too well-trained and it snaps just too alive, just too alive and snaps this rat and is holding it. Esme, you see a wolf pup, the color of like dark shadow and an He's really cute. Super cute wolf pup with bright green eyes, snap up a rat with a gem clutched between his teeth. Uh, and Esme, I think you recognize this gem as what you've been looking for all this time. All of these corpses that you've been animated and a- animating and asking for uh, hints and clues and tricks. This is what you've been looking for right in front of you. Is it close enough for me to get it or do I have to send my skeletons? It's probably about eight feet away. You could get it, but you I'm going to be so real, Esme. There is a not all the way friendly towards you, wolf pup, between you and that gem. Okay. And would I have to animate the dead to get more skeletons? Or, like, do I have skeletons left over that could do this for me? You've got a couple options in the room. Animate undead is an action, so that's going to consume the first action of the skeleton's turn is turning itself alive. It would act on its next turn, which you, as an experienced necromancer, would know would be a turn too late. Ah. So you might want to turn to another spell on your spell list to be have like a more immediate effect. Whose side are you uh... on, bestie? <laughs> I am on the story's side. The fuck you are. So what skeletons do I have left with me? You've got two in front of you and then a couple around the corner in the other room. Oh. Josh Pat can't die, by the way. <laughs> Josh no, Pat, like, I would never kill like, him. Like, much like a Pokemon, Josh Pat will be knocked out and then will be perfectly fine in four to eight hours. Okay, so I don't want this the stone to go anywhere. Can I enlarge it? <laughs> it's going to make it so much harder for me to steal. That's insane. 
Yeah, just like. All right, all right, all right. So you, I'll tell huge. you what, you can't, you can't enlarge in the stone, Esme. But what you can do is enlarge in the rat holding it. Ugh. So I think A you. Giant, flat, dead rat. You extend <laughs> your fingers and there's just like an explosion of like concussive force from between your palms as the rat held in Josh Pat's mouth balloons comically like a like a kid's clown blowing up balloon animals it pops and you hear the space between its joints start snapping as they grow and expand and the skin shreds as it tears and grows huge and suddenly Josh Pat is holding a rat the size of a donkey between its legs. Uh, is there a wheelbarrow? Or is there's just... no wheelbarrow. It is wheelbarrow free. However, it is holding a small chicken egg sized gem between its mouth. And Gareth, you're close enough to see, I think you hear like a sharp cracking, almost really, really delicate, like porcelain smashing. And you see a faint line snap in Esme's face between her eye and her jawbone. Probably normal. You it should is, get that checked out. <laughs> it is your turn, Gareth. Okay, so where did my knife land? Your knife landed at the end of the room by the spiral staircase leading out. So where the rat is trying to go? You would assume. Okay, fantastic. Let's, I'll leave it there then. Um, I think I'm doing nothing fancy because I'm still, I'm like dying. I'm just like, full sprinting over to the massive fucking rat. Okay. What are you going to do? Um, I think I'm just going to fucking lunge for it. I'm just going to swipe it out of the rat's mouth. All right. Make a dexterity attack. Doing it. That is a 16. You don't get the stone, Gareth, because it's small and this rat is massive. You get a hand on the on the necklace around the stone, and then this rat takes off scrabbling towards the wrought iron staircase at the end of the room, taking you with it. Word. Does Josh Pat just let him go? Uh, Josh Pat is sort of a passenger in the action at this point because this rat is now about 25 times stronger than it was when Josh Pat caught it. Well, Actually, that's why I'm best... like, does he just let go? Well, it depends on what you want because he is scrabbling, trying to move backwards, holding this rat. Like he's trying to keep this rat from escaping, but he is a small wolf pup. And this rat is right. the size of a fucking donkey and is also terrible. Yeah, I mean, I would care more about JPZ than I do about anything else. So I would probably just like click and tell him to release okay 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 um not that it's it, my it's turn still... but gareth it's not it's not even like a little bit still my turn is it i mean seizing trying to seize the stone as an action you've got a a bonus action and a minor action left um you are i imagine you've got like one hand terrifyingly close to this massive rat's jaw as the other maybe like scrabbles at its fur for purchase as it takes off tearing across this room word hey can i get some fucking health by the way like everything it takes me out in one attack the every time i've gotten attacked i've been left with single digit hp maybe it's because you, you rush in by yourself and you don't bother to like bring your party with you 
Maybe uh, you should I'm... just do like me and just not track it. Hey, I will say okay, that. Okay, hang on a second time. <laughs> let's let's go back beneath the table. Yeah. Tell me what you're planning. Uh, at the moment, fucking nothing. I'm really just holding on for dear life there. Okay. Can, I'll, can I ask, I'll roll. I, I, I'm sorry. I know. I like just real quick above the table. I just because we don't we haven't gotten into it much, but like with with Gareth's, <laughs> but with with Gareth's uh knife. His clothes go with him, and like things. If he's holding a sword, it goes with him. If he's holding the necklace, would it go with him? I'd I'd be excited to find out. Anthony. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I said like I wasn't. I don't know the rules. That's so not. I, I mean, honestly, that's you know, a great great question that I would want to find I, out in media res instead right. of hypothetically. I, so here here here's what I'm gonna do. Gareth is gonna test that theory right now with it's his own idea inspired in, only from him <laughs> with no outside sources. Uh. But he's also his theory is if his knife is over by the door where this rat is running, I'm gonna teleport over there. If I don't have the stone with me when I teleport, then I'm just gonna kind of like block the door like a goalie. <laughs> okay, so you are gonna teleport to your knife. Yes. While holding the stone in one hand. Yes. All right. You step through the gray space between planes. It's very familiar to you. You've done this. Uh, Got to be a dozen times by now, Gareth. You've used this escape, this way of like getting yourself out of tight situations. You hear the familiar voice of Giaffa Lump echoing from the distant fire where you left him. And you turn and look because there's a weight in your other hand as you step into this space. I think it's the transition area where you're not quite in your plane and you're not quite in the between plane. You're somewhere in the middle as you're transitioning. I like to think of it as like a grayscale where like you see the light fade from your own hand as you step into this realm. And you turn to see your fully realized colorized hand in the other realm holding this stone. And as you go from point A to point B, you smell the horrible stink of rotting seaweed and the brine of a distant sea. And you hear a terrible, terrible screaming. Make a dexterity scream sound. sound. Oh. Make a scream sound. Do it right now. Ah! That's pretty good. Make a dexterity <laughs> saving throw. Okay. Uh, 19. Okay. You keep, you keep hold of the stone in this hand. Despite everything, like there's like a small, terrified little kid, 10 year old part of you that's screaming inside of your head. Let it go. Let it go, please. But you hold onto it. And Gareth, you are split exactly down the middle. As half Bam. of you, as half of you goes towards your knife, and half of you stays with the stone. And I think you know, being split in half is not compatible to life, right? I think you feel a burning sensation along one arm as a pair of hands grab and hold you, and you hear a horrible, burnt-out, rusty whisper. Say, I told you I'd get mine. Is this how you're kicking me out of the podcast, dude? No, you're gonna stay in the podcast. It's just you gotta come up with a whole new character now, though. It's a little flavor. Everybody calm down. The flavor? 
I can resurrect dead people, just saying. <laughs> yeah, but if you split in half, listen, you're gonna listen, listen, you get to get together first. Listen, yeah, it's a metaphorical splitting. That's not how you maybe it's a physical splitting. Pasting. I don't know what happens next episode. Anyway. Mel, Esme, and Arnold, you see a donkey-sized rat with a limp Gareth the Rogue holding onto a necklace in its mouth, scrabble its way up a wrought iron staircase, and there's, I think, like a distant smashing of wood and screaming as it... Esme, you know where this staircase leads. You know it leads up onto the street, onto one of the major trade avenues of the trade ward. You know that there is a four-lane highway, essentially, just upstairs near your emergency exit. As this rat with this god-tiered, powerful gem and a almost dead rogue sprints into, sprints into mid-morning traffic. I'll be all right. <laughs> and I think that's where we got to cut it, unfortunately. That's I'll be fine. I'm a, I'm a toughie. Uh, really quick before we before we cut away, Ronnie, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. You have been amazing. I'm so glad you came onto the show. Do you have any projects that you would like to shout out or, or shout out your socials to the people who are watching? Um, well, I did bring my... <laughs> Yeah, the Great Wars Anthology. I love that book. Yeah, I have a story in here. I also have a story in the Not Ghosts But Spirits 2 anthology, but uh, I only have the ebook, so I can't show you that. That's perfectly fine. Uh, What are your socials for the people watching so they can go and follow you? Uh, Who knows what's happening with Twitter, but (laughs) for now, uh, I'm Chibi Tweets with a Z and... uh, on the other thing, I'm Chibi Grams. So anything with Chibi, you know, you add the end of the thing and you'll find me. Everything with true, anything with Chibi, everybody go and follow. Uh, Ronnie, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Everybody go buy the Great Wars Anthology, uh, where Ronnie's got a short story. And I'm sure we'll all be super excited for what you've ever, whatever you've got coming up next. Yeah, we'll see. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Thank you, guys. And you hoist it, excuse me, sorry. And you hoist it aloft. And you have. You have them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Didn't, didn't, didn't mean to take you all out with that one. Just making fun of Alex again. <laughs> <laughs>